And in my life, winning isn't the only thing, it's everything. And so I play to win, so no, it's a good time, and we do it on a Sunday afternoon after church. So get a flyer, look at that. If you've got any questions, you can see Matt, he'll, he'll help line you out on that. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. If you've got your Bible, turn to Genesis 3. Now, as you're turning there, I'm just going to really encourage you. I know this is Memorial Day weekend, and we're going to honor, you know, all the ones that have died in service and stuff, but please come out on Sunday morning. I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be the last Sunday that I'm going to speak on this stuff on freedom. And there's been some things even in my own life that I begin to look back about two months ago when I begin to study on these things. And guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm walking into some freedom in my life that it's hard for me to explain, but it's some of this stuff that I, I, I'm talking about right now that I'm actually getting to walk it out. And just to give you a little tidbit, sometimes we have some of the most bizarre thoughts. Sometimes they're not healthy thoughts. And at times you think, man, am I even saved to have a thought like that? Well, I've had thoughts like that before. And sometimes, man, it, it just literally freaks me out. I think, oh my gosh, where's that coming from? Well, through all this study, guys, there's some things being broke loose in my life. That's this Sunday. It's going to be good. But we're not talking about that tonight. We're talking about faith. And so, like I said, go to the book of Genesis 3. Now, if you've been here off and on, and I know I got off for a little bit, just for a couple of weeks here talking about faith, but we're going to get back on it. Now, a promise will always change the picture. When someone who's trustworthy or has integrity gives you a promise, it'll change the picture. Well, the promises that come to us from the kingdom of God are from God himself. And so God, when he gives us promises, guys, he's the God of integrity. It's going to happen. And if you can't see with the eye of faith, you'll never receive thanks. In other words, you've got to start seeing it in your heart, seeing yourself. If you've battled sickness, see yourself healed. If there's things in your life that you're believing, see yourself with it. You know, uh, Hebrews 11.1 says, without faith, no, no, Hebrews 11.1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, you know what that means? You may not see that with the natural eye, but you can see it with the eye of faith. You can begin to picture it in your heart. Now, faith only comes by one way. Faith doesn't come by going to church. Faith doesn't come by being a good person. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, faith is a byproduct of what? The Word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So, for me to operate in faith, I first of all have got to start getting into the Word. That's why it's important for every one of us to begin to dig in the Word of God. And begin to dig in the Word of God. And I like even in my own life, guys, when I read in the mornings, I read out loud. I read so I can hear it. It does two things for me. One, faith comes by hearing. It didn't say who you had to hear. You can hear yourself. But number two, when I hear myself talking, believe this or not, it helps me focus. It helps me concentrate. How many of you have ever been reading the Bible, next thing you know, you're cooking lunch? You're out doing laundry because your mind will drift. Well, I read out loud because it'll really keep my focus. You guys not that shallow? Is that just me? <laughs> you look at me like, man, help him, Jesus. Well, that's how I focus, so 
Praise the Lord. Okay, here we go. This is after the fall of Adam. Genesis 3, verse 17. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. In other words, God says to Adam, Since you made the choice to listen to Eve and not follow me. So every one of us, guys, we make choices on a daily basis. And we are responsible for the choices we make. Now this is a little tidbit that will help everyone. My first allegiance always has to be to Father God. Always. I've got to put the kingdom of God and God's word first. And when I begin to make that decision in my, in my life, no ifs, ands, and buts about it, God will begin to move. Now, because of Adam, he made this choice. The Lord said, Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil, sorrow, and painful, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Now understand this, guys. This wasn't the way it always been. This is now what happened. And because of this, mankind fell under a curse. The earth's curse system. Now if you'll notice right there, he said, you're going to labor, you're going to toil, it's going to be sorrow, it's going to be hardship upon you. Keep reading verse 18. But thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. And so Father God basically is saying this. He said, listen buddy. Because of your choices, you're now on your own. I take my hands off what, what's been going on, and you're on your own. And so once again right here, when you talk about the words we see, to toil, to work, to labor, you know what that means? That was provision. And I believe this with all my heart, guys. This is what we do every day of our life to survive. We work, we labor, we toil, and every bit of it is focused around provision. Are we going to make it? Now, this is what falls under the curse system. There's good news, though. Now, I want to use a little illustration to help us a little bit here tonight. On my way, and this is just a, a, a story I'm fabricating, but on my way into church, I find a briefcase, and it's got a million dollars in. And I come walking in here, and I'm telling you guys, you guys would not believe what happened. I found a million dollars in this briefcase. Now, some of you would smile. Some of you would applaud me. Some of you would speak in Christianese and say, oh, praise the Lord. But the minute we get home, and you can fill in the blank, you would look at your wife, and you would say, that's not fair. That's not fair. You know why we would say that? Because I didn't have to work for it. I didn't have to do nothing for it. And many times that's exactly how we've treated Father God and people who've been blessed by the Lord. See, if I came in here crawling on my hands and knees and my jeans wore out right here and said, man, I have been working 18 hours a day and I finally, finally paid my car off, you would probably give me a standing ovation. You know why? Someone finally got out of the rat race. 
Someone finally got ahead. But you know what I'm here to tell us? We're under the earth curse system, but we don't have to be. How do you know that? Romans 8, 2 says, for the law, the law, the, you know what a law is? A law makes it legal. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus supersedes the law of sin and death. I've just got to start learning what the Bible says. Now, keep your finger right there. In Genesis, I want you to go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter, I'm going to come right back to Genesis in just a second. Proverbs chapter 10. Oh, man, we got to get a hold of this. Proverbs 10. Listen, guys, this, this is some stuff that will really change your life if you'll begin to get a hold of this. Now, the earth's curse system, it's, it's operating right now. It's happening. And here's what goes on with that. You're going to fall underneath the one of two systems. I don't care if you're born again or not. You're going to fall under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus or the law of sin and death. One of the two. That's the only two options. Uh, Proverbs 10, look at verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. One translation says, the Lord has blessed. The New International Version says, he brings wealth. Now, did it really say that? Let's read it again. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow, hardship, or trouble with it. Now, when we read there the blessing of the Lord, what's the blessing of the Lord? You know what it is? It's covenant. When we come into covenant with Father God, we are now inheritors of the blessing. How do I come into covenant with Father God? I give my heart to the Lord and Savior Jesus. And guess what? You have now been engrafted into the kingdom of God. The key is, however, is that I begin to learn the word, the laws of the kingdom of God. And you find out you got to have knowledge of these. And then the switch of faith. you got to begin to believe God. you got to begin to trust God. Now, to show you some things a little differently here, Look in Genesis chapter 12. Genesis 12. And as you're turning there, guys, listen, I'm, I'm not saying that you don't work hard. That's not what the scripture means at all. But when I put all my trust in how hard I work, I'm going to tell you guys, you're going to work the rest of your life and never get ahead. That's how it's, you're going to labor and you're going to toil and you're going to say, I got to get another job and I got to get another job. And, and what happens over a course of time, we keep working for provision. And so I'm not telling you don't work. And I'm not speaking, uh, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it or uh, speak it and he'll leak it. I'm not talking that. I'm talking about the kingdom of God that we begin to see what God does. Now, when you begin to look what happened in the book of Genesis, the devil gained access into this realm called earth by going through a man named Adam. The only way God could legally get access back into this realm earth was through a man. Now this is where this takes place in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now, I want you to look and pay close attention 
to the word I here. It's talking about Father God. He said, get out to the land that I, Father God, will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Now when I read that, does that sound a little bit different than what God said to Adam? Sounds totally different, doesn't it? Once again, you don't see the word toil and sorrow and hardship. You know what you see? God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm gonna. How does God bless us? When we become in covenant with him, but we also obey his scripture, and we get over into an area of faith. Now look what he says in verse 3. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. How many families? All. All. So listen, guys. When you give your heart to Jesus, his blood has marked you as part of the kingdom of God. It has marked you as covenant. Turn over a couple pages to Genesis 13. Now, because of what Abram did... There became a covenant between us and God because of what he did for us. Now, look what happens here in Genesis 13, verse 1. Then Abram, he went up from Egypt. You know what that tells me right there? He obeyed Father God. You know what that tells me also? He had to get to a place where he believed what Father God said. You know what that takes to believe Father God? Faith. Faith. And so you begin to see two things there that established Abraham. Number one, he believed what Father God said. And number two, he obeyed. This is huge for me and you to understand. To operate from underneath the earth's curse system, i got to learn to obey and i got to learn to walk by faith. Just like Abram did. So he leaves Egypt. He and his wife and all that he had and Lot, his nephew, was with him to the south. Now get this, Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. You know what the message says? He was loaded. He was flat out loaded. Verse 3, and he went on a journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. To the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, he went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. So you begin to see why. Why did this happen to Abram? Because he was covenant. Because he got underneath the covenant. And what happens, guys, once again, when we begin to operate under the covenant that God's blessed us with, it supersedes this earth's curse system. In other words, I don't have to live under the curse. Go with me to Genesis 39. Genesis 39. I know I'm jumping through here. See what happens with every one of us, those guys. I've got to quit filtering my thinking through the earth's curse system. I've got to quit thinking all the time that I've got to labor and toil and work. See what happens when we do all that all the time, guys? We get out from the purpose from which God has us to be here. If you work all, see, none of us are here just to do a job, just to go to work. 
We're here to impact this world for the kingdom of God. And so I got to start thinking in line with the word of God. I got to start thinking in line with the kingdom of God. Now, Genesis 39, this is a passage of a man named Joseph. He's just been sold as a slave, verse 1. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh, captain of the guard Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, as I read this, I'm a spiritual scientist, so I have to ask myself, why is he a successful man? He's a slave. Why? You know why I believe he is? Once again, he's in covenant with God. It doesn't matter how low you think you are or how high you are. God will help you be covenant if you'll just begin to trust him. Verse 3, now listen to this. And his master, Potiphar, saw that the Lord was with him. How did Potiphar see the Lord was with him? Well, look what it says. And the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Why? He's covenant. Now, there's two things I want you to see right there. First of all, the Lord helped him to become successful, and the Lord prospered him. Why? He's covenant. When I read that, you know what that tells me? For me, for you, the Lord wants you successful in life. The Lord wants you to prosper. He doesn't want you walking around all beat up. You know what? And this isn't to slap anybody. But if we walked around and never had anything in life and all we did complain, why would anyone want to serve a God like that? They would look and say, man, if your God's broke, if that's all, why would I want anything to do that? I believe this is one of the reasons God blessed the people. If you look at the people of Israel right now, the Jewish people, they're some of the most blessed people on the earth. How many of you know Jews that are blessed? And I know several of them, guys. And they come underneath this covenant. Now, look what goes on here. Verse 4. So Joseph found favor. He found favor in his sight and served him. Now, I want you to look at another one, guys. The favor of God upon your life is just another part of the blessing. It's just another part of the covenant. He had him successful, he prospered him, and he favored him. I'm going to tell you guys, this is the same things that he wants us to go underneath right now. So he goes on to say, he found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made Joseph overseer, he promoted him of his house, and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And what? The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house of the Lord. And once again, I looked at this and I said, why and how could this happen? This Egyptian, this man named Potiphar, he didn't know God. He didn't have anything to do with God. But because everything he owned, all his stuff, he put it underneath Joseph's hand. And remember, Joseph's covenant. So because he put under everything in Joseph's hand, all the stuff he had has now shifted dominion. 
it's now come under the blessing of God instead of the earth's curse system. Now, I say that tonight to say this. If you own your own business, I'm going to tell you right now, God wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to be favored. But I look at this, and if you work for somebody, if you're employed by somebody, I'm going to tell you right now, because the covenant you have with Father God, that business will prosper, and they'll take notice. Remember, it said Potiphar began to note what Joe, he saw the blessings. I know some of you in here are business owners, how God has blessed your businesses. I had a guy who's in this church right now that 10 years ago he showed up and he met me. And he said, Pastor, I got $53 to my name. He said, I'm in covenant with God. He said, I've honored God in my life, but he said, I need to get an agreement. And he said, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to sow. I remember this clearly. I met him at the United at 50th and Q. You know what he did? He wrote the church out a check for $50. And he said, Pastor, I'm going to keep $3 just to keep my checking account open. I said, go ahead. I'm going to tell you, after he sowed that seed, we prayed that the covenant, the blessing of the Lord, just what it talked right there, and ever since this, guys, just begin to take off. I know one's in this room. The where you work, because you work there, you are the blessing. You're the covenant. Andy, you here? There, yes, sir. I'm not that old. There he is back there. I see you now. I'm going to tell you, he's one, guys. Andy has honored God and honored God. And the, his place of employment now, that's a blessed place because of him. The people he worked for, I don't know if they're believers or not, but I know that he is. And so begin to think in line with that. Say, you know what, Father God, I'm covenant. And because I'm covenant, you're going to prosper me, you're going to make me successful, and you're going to favor me. Actually, Joshua 1.8 said that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, that you'll meditate on it there in day and night, that you may observe to do all that's written in it, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. You know why? You're covenant. You've come under covenant with Father God. Now, you know what we got to do, guys? We've got to start getting into to the agreement with these things that God's promised us. He's blessed us. Go with me into the New Testament to, Gen uh, to Galatians. Galatians 3. Galatians chapter 3. You know why I'm speaking on this, guys? I believe for so long in every one of our lives, we've lived beneath what Jesus provided we haven't lived to how he wants us to. You know, Jesus said that I came to give you life and that more abundantly. I'm going to tell you right now, you know what I believe with that verse right there? Jesus did his part. And the reason we don't walk in that, one, we don't know it, or two, we don't know how to apply it by faith, or you know what? We just get used to flowing in this earth curse system, and you know what we say a lot of times? This is how it's going to be. It's always been this way. So you know what we do? I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. And day by day by day by day we do that and we do that and we do that. But have you ever seen that? So many times we never get ahead. You know why? We operate by the earth's curse system instead of saying, okay, Father God, this is your kingdom. This is what you said. Now get ready. You're getting ready to really see some things here. Galatians 3, verse 13. 
Christ has redeemed us, us. That word redeemed means purchased us from what? The curse of the law. Now, if you go back to Genesis 3 where we talked about, remember what happened because of Adam's choices, we came under a curse. But remember because of the the blessing of Abraham and now what Jesus did, we have been redeemed. We've been repurchased from that curse. You know what that tells me? I don't have to live under the curse no more. Now, get this. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, he took our place. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 14 That the what? The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. So we go back to Genesis 12. What was the blessings that came upon Abraham? I want to bless you. I want to multiply you. I want your name to be made great. And I want you so blessed that you become a blessing. Now this is what it says here. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. You know why it says might? Because me and you have a part to play. You want to know how that part uh, trans is? You want to see how it takes off in our life? Let's look at this. That we might receive, not earn, not work, not toil. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Now, once again, guys, I got to get over and I got to obey. I got to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, but I got to become a person that obeys. Once I start obeying, I can begin to, to switch on that faith or that, the switch of faith. I got to begin to turn it on. How do I turn it on? I begin to get in agreement with what the Word of God says in every area of my life. Now, go over to Ephesians chapter 1. I want you to see one more of these. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse, or Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2, verse 11. Get this, guys. Therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is it called a circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without or living apart from Christ, being aliens or excluded from the commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenant of promise. The Amplified says, we had no knowledge of the covenant. And so he says right here, we're strangers to the covenants of promise. And when we have no covenants of promise, we have no hope without God in this world. So you know what that tells me? You can exist. You can go on in life. But he tells me right there, my hope of of the covenants only comes from God. Look at verse 14, or 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you once who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Woo, hallelujah. You know what this tells me? You may once been far off. Maybe you never even heard of the covenant. I know in my life because I hadn't heard about the covenant. I didn't know that God wanted to bless me. For so many years of my life, this is how I lived. 
You know why? Because I didn't have no knowledge. And you know what I did in my own life? I worked several jobs. I remember to, to provide for my family. I would work all day, and then at least three and sometimes five nights a week, I would go referee over and over and over. And, and I fell under the curse, even though I was born again. And I'm not saying not to work hard. But when I begin to hook up with the kingdom and how the kingdom operates is you begin to sow and you begin to reap. And you begin to sow and you begin to reap. And you go to work each day. But then you know what you say? Okay, Father God, I'm in covenant with you. And as long as I keep sowing, God's going to move in my life. Now, here's what the Lord began to really, really impact in me. He began to say, listen, you got to get seed in the ground in certain areas of your life. Don't think i got to keep working my hands through the bone. Just begin to get seed. Get seed in the ground and keep getting seed and keep getting seed. And you know what? When I looked at Abram's life, not only he was blessed, but his nephew Lot became blessed. You know why? Because Abram blessed him. Abram blessed him. When I look at Joseph's life, not only was Joseph blessed, but a whole nation became blessed. But Joseph was the blessing to his brothers because what? He gave, he gave, he gave, he gave. See, this is the heart we've got to get a hold of. Come underneath the covenants of God. One of the greatest ones I can share with you is Luke 6.30. You give and it's going to be given back to you. I'm not saying I give to get. But I give to give to give. To, and you know what? I keep giving, I keep giving, and I keep giving. But listen. The only way you're going to get ahead in life is to start operating under the covenants of the kingdom. The blessing. The blessing. Woo, I thank you, Father God. Now, here's a little tip for you. Get your mouth in agreement. Get your mouth in agreement. Not only do you sow seed and start obeying and get in faith, part of faith is what you speak out of your mouth. You know what happens a lot of times? We say, I'm broke. I never have enough. That sounds real kingdom, doesn't it? That sounds like you're in covenant. See, not only do I got to get in line with the word, my mouth's got to get in line with the word. And I be, see, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so I just begin to say, man, more and more and more, I thank you, Father God. You want me successful. Some of you say, he doesn't want me successful. Are you covenant? Are you born again? Then he does. Remember, all these blessings will come on all the families. If you're born again, that comes to you. God wants you successful. God wants you to prosper. God wants his favor to be upon you. A great, 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 great scripture for you to remember is Psalm 512. It said he blesses the righteous. I'm righteous. You know why? Not because I'm a superhero, because Jesus. Jesus made me righteous. And he said, I bless the righteous, the covenant, and my favor surrounds you like a shield. You know what favor is? It's the touch of God. How many of you have ever prayed for favor? How many of you have ever believed for favor? This may sound shocking to you. But when I go to Walmart, I pray for favor. What do you say, Pastor? I thank you, Father God. I, I, I have favor today. You've got me a parking place up real close because I don't feel like walking tonight. Some of you say you really pray. I do. And I say, Father God, I pray for favor tonight that that express lane is open. Because, Lord, I don't have a lot of patience, and you know that. I don't say that just for that reason. 
But I begin to believe God. I begin to lose my faith. And I begin to say, okay, Father God, I'm sowing seed. I'm sowing seed. Listen, guys, every time you sow seed, begin to target it. And say, I thank you, Father God. You've blessed me, Lord. Stand on your feet with me. I know some of you, man, this is twisting the dog out of you tonight. That's okay. You still need to hear it. You need to hear this stuff because, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, God's got plans for every 